Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Hit high intensity interval training. Let's talk about all the benefits because I think a lot of people are afraid of this. Like as soon as you hear hit, it's this either a buzzword or you think it's not good for the body. There's just so much. I feel like it. everyone thinks about jumping. Like as soon as you hear the <laughs> word jumps. hit, it's like <laughs> so much jumping, so many burpees, so much you know knee pain, back pain. That's yes. when the thing people might be triggered because they're like, oh, hit workout. I did one of those once and it was really rough on my knees or it was really rough on my back. And really all HIT is, it's interval training. So you're alternating periods of relatively intense work with periods of rest. Mm-hmm. Intense work doesn't have to mean jumping. This can be no. so many different you know, areas of exercise that you're doing, in, including intense walking. Yeah. And, and then periods of rest. And I think the the key word there is relative. You know, yeah. like intensity is always going to be relative to the person because what's intense for me is not the same thing that's intense for my mom, is not the same thing that's intense for Jen. And so yeah. again, depending on the type of interval training that you're doing, we're looking at getting to like eighty to ninety percent of your max for whatever period of time. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about why that's so beneficial to be pushing up towards your max intensity for all the different systems of the body. Exactly. We're going to go over your cardiovascular health, your metabolic health, your musculoskeletal health benefits, um, the lymphatic, the neurologic system, and then how these are really impacted, especially as we age, which is what we need to pay attention to. And I think we're hit really, you know, a lot of those benefits are so needed as we age. Yeah, because again, as we age, people are always thinking of these things like, oh, my knee pain or mm-hmm. oh, my back pain or mm-hmm. oh, I'm losing muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've interviewed people before like Stacey Sims or, you know, other individuals who are so, you know, forward thinking and, and pushing this high intensity as we age. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that's where I love the Roll Into Hit program that you collaborated on with Jill because yeah. you go through those different intensities. Yeah. And the great thing about each video is that you're doing the the most intense version. There's another guy, Adam, on screen who's incredible, but he's doing kind of the middle intensity. And then Jill's doing a, a lower impact inten- but intense version of the for exercise her. Yeah. for her. You know, Jill's had a hip replacement. She's talked with you about how your hit programs and stuff have really gotten her back into feeling like she can do those intense exercises again. Well, even and start to jump because she knew after coming out of that hip replacement, if she didn't start to improve her power, it was only going to get less as she continued to go and age. And so her physical therapist as she was, because I wasn't working with her one-on-one, but her physical therapist said, you need to start getting back into some power exercises. And so her doing um, some of the HIIT workouts that we had available at the time, she started easing into it and all of a sudden she's jumping. She's feeling more empowered on her feet and doing these exercises that she never thought she would be able to get back into. Yeah. And I didn't even know she was doing the HIIT workouts yeah. until all of a sudden like we were together for something. I don't remember. And she's like, oh yeah, I've been doing, you know, at the time the optimal body and, and doing your HIIT workouts. And I'm like, what? 
Really? Yeah. yeah. I was so shocked. But like to hear how that has benefit her, benefited her, especially coming off of a hip replacement surgery, I feel like you don't yeah. hear that. Especially because she's a health professional. And, yeah. and you know, like it's always kind of like feels good inside when somebody that you respect yes. and that you look to as yes. an authority figure um, is doing your workouts as well. And so we'll have the Roll Into Hit program linked up down in the show notes. Yeah. Get into that. If you're somebody who doesn't like high intensity training or even if you do like HIIT workouts, but sometimes you notice some knee or back pain creeping in, this is an incredible program. Jill's got her expertise where she's doing myofascial release and rollouts. Mm-hmm. Jen has her expertise where she's educating through all the different levels uh, and intensities of different HIIT programs. Yeah. And there's different like time intervals of what we use. And and it's just really about finding those overall body movements as to what's going to be most beneficial as you're kind of moving through this and why. Yeah. So it's really a full body approach to using this kind of hit training, which is just something that I love. All right. So into. that okay, was just okay, kind, of, okay. kind of to preface <laughs> going through all of the body systems now. Yes. And yes, you yes. mentioned a bunch of them, cardiovascular, metabolic, our nervous system, even musculoskeletal, lymphatic. You know, if we talk about the cardiovascular mm-hmm. system, you know, Of course, that's how our heart and our veins work and how efficient our heart is. Mm -hmm. And it's been found that HIT is so much more effective if you do 20 minutes of HIT versus 20 minutes of steady state cardio, Mm -hmm. you're going to have so much more benefit on your cardiovascular system in improvements in your heart rate, your blood pressure, uh, your VO2 max, Mm -hmm. things like that by doing HIT versus just steady state cardio, which would be like running on a treadmill or riding a bike. Well, because if we think about it, it's the same like let's let's look at strength training and how much we have to overload the system in order yeah. to start to make changes. Well, when we're doing high intensity training, we are making our blood vessels really have to pump and and move and move blood and constrict and dilate and do all these things at a higher rate and a higher intensity. So all of a sudden, we're going to help to improve what's called our endothelial function and how these vessels are moving, dilating and constricting, yeah. you know, to help pump that blood and push that blood through the For body. Sure. So then we're getting more oxygenated blood into our system. Yeah, it benefits every part of the chain when it comes to our cardiovascular system. Like you said, the compliance of the vessel, the strength of the heart, our ability of our lungs to get the oxygen in. So really, Mm -hmm. this is like the cardiorespiratory and cardiovascular system bundled into one. But these are also things that we see as we age. When when we get past 25 years of age, we notice that our VO2 max, which is just a, a kind of a biomarker that tells us how much oxygen our lungs and our heart can deliver to our tissues mm-hmm. when we're doing work um, will decline by 10% each decade, right? If we aren't doing some proactive training like this. Yes, exactly. And we saw that after 25 years of age, and there was actually a study that looked at HIT training three times a week just for eight weeks and how it improved the VO2 max capacity by 12%. And essentially that's like saying that we're reversing your, your age by a decade. Decade plus. By improving your VO2 max in eight weeks of HIT training. That's what's, that's what's crazy to me. Definitely. So like you think if you're declining 10% a decade by not doing any training like this and you just train for eight weeks, you give yourself another decade back basically. Um, And of course, hopefully then you sustain some of that high intensity training because of how amazing you feel in your body. Um, But there are also tons of metabolic benefits, which when we talk about metabolic, you think metabolism, 
And one huge thing in metabolism is insulin or glucose regulation. You know, Mm -hmm. when we kind of think diabetes or type 2 diabetes, how our body uses our fuel stores because glucose is stored in the blood and the muscles um, in our liver as glycogen. And then it gets used up by the muscles as we work, as we do work. And when we do some such high intense uh, training, like in HIIT workouts, we actually increase our insulin sensitivity. So our body's much more ready to take up glucose that's in the blood. Mm-hmm. And I think like this is such a hot topic right now, you know, in the health and wellness world, when we're talking about wearing our glucose monitors and, and trying to moderate and pay attention to what's happening to glucose spikes after we eat certain foods and everything. And if we know that overall, we can help make this improvement in how our body's responding based on how we're working out, not even what we're intaking into our body, but just based on how we're moving. You know, if we can start to make those improvements, especially if you, you know, you might be tipping into the possibly getting type 2 diabetes like this is going to be so highly effective in starting to reverse some of those systems and some of the studies showed that it doesn't have to be a high volume you don't have to be doing this four five six times a week like a low volume goes a long way especially if like you said it's progressively overloading you i mean and when we talk about the relativity of what's intense for one person like high intensity walking you know, high intensity yep. interval walking yep. was shown to be much more effective than moderate exercise over a 12 week program in improving this um, insulin insulin sensitivity and insulin regulation or glucose regulation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so starting to understand that this doesn't, again, this comes back to the relative work for your own body. Like where is that, that you kind of set up that level and know that there's always modifications. You don't have to be doing all the jumpy jump stuff <laughs> during a hit workout for you to still find that higher intensity and work at that higher capacity with those rest breaks and still be doing that interval training. Yeah. And so kind of like you were talking about with Jill, if we move into the musculoskeletal realm, mm-hmm. you know, musculoskeletal, we're talking our muscles, we're talking our bones. And something that's very common is what we call sarcopenia, mm-hmm. which is progressive loss of muscle mass as we age. And we've talked about this before on podcasts. It's like they say, I don't even know what the stat is, but beyond age of 40 or something, you're losing 1% of your muscle mass every year. Well, we do have a stat. Muscle mass decreases approximately 3 to 8% per decade after okay. the age of 30. After the age of 30. Which is pretty young, right? Yeah. And again, I think we've mentioned this on podcasts before, like, so those are averages, right? right? But we all know, or we might have someone in mind who has started strength training or has started doing high intensity training in their late 40s, 50s, or even beyond who has Mm -hmm. gained muscle mass. Mm -hmm. Like it it doesn't mean it's a sure thing. Like no matter how much you train, no matter what you do, you're going to lose this muscle mass. And this is where high intensity training comes in. You can prevent or reverse this loss of muscle mass as you age by pushing the body in a systematic progressive way. Mm -hmm. Also in a way, like when you were talking about Jill, that prevents the loss of power. Power is how fast we can move in a controlled manner. Power is so important. When we worked in hospitals, the first thing you start noticing is people can't get up from a chair mm-hmm. or a toilet. That's mm-hmm. a lack of power. Yep. Often they might have the strength, but they don't know how to coordinate that in a fast, 
high velocity manner to even get up from a chair. And that's what's going to increase our, our fall risk. That is what's going to can potentially lead to death. Like fall risk is so highly important as yeah. we continue to age because we see such a higher percentage of people starting to die earlier. If you fall, you can't get off the ground or you break something and you don't have someone around you to help, you know, like it, it does have a huge impact and we need to start paying attention to yeah. this aspect of power, not just muscular strength, but how we're using that strength. And we do so many tests as physical therapists of to, you know, how fast someone can sit to stand from a chair or walking velocity. How, yep. How fast someone can walk and turn around. You know, we do so much of these tests because it is so important and so crucial for our yeah. health. It's just a huge cascade of things. Like when, when we bring up falls, like it's not just strength. It's not just power. It's not just balance. Like there's a lot of components in there, yeah. you know, the coordination of things. But doing HIIT training, as we're going through, you're, you're going to improve so many of these things like bone density. Mm -hmm. You mentioned falling, having a fracture, how that correlates with mortality mm -hmm. in, in the next you know, year or four years. Having a fall and a fracture drastically increases the risk of mortality where if we're doing HIIT training, we're going to improve our strength likely improve our coordination during certain movements, improve our bone density. So right there, we're starting to bring down our risk of having a fall or a fracture. Yeah. And we have to realize too, we're doing this kind of work. We're not only going to be improving our, our muscle strength, like even though we're not doing direct, you know, progressive overload, slow muscle building, bodybuilding, you're still improving your muscle strength. But not only that, but you're improving your tendon strength your elasticity within the tissues you know we're we're improving so much feedback all across our connective tissues not just our muscle yeah and so many stats that could go along with this that we found from from the research like our our power declines at twice the rate of our strength kind of like i said people who i've worked with in the hospital they might have the strength but their power or their ability to use that strength quickly has declined much faster. After the age of 40, our power tends to decline up to 17% every decade. So again, even even faster than the percentage of muscle loss that you were mm -hmm. you know, talking about earlier, which again, comparing muscle loss to power isn't a, a direct apples to apples comparison, but... No, but it's just so incredibly important to, to continue to point out, right? That it's not just about gaining strength. It's not just about doing slow movements, but we have to add in that power component. And if you're not doing that in your life, it's something to start paying attention to. Especially like having the strength. And this isn't just important to people who are aging, right? We're bringing up these things because everybody listening to this, at least I hope, is hoping that they're going to be 60 or 70 or 80 years old yeah. someday, right? <laughs> and like we've mentioned, these declines can start in our 30s, in our 40s. So if we're training now, we're just elevating that baseline that we have mm -hmm. to build on or to maintain into our old age. Mm -hmm. And and as we age, again, if we do have a fracture or a need for a surgery or a need for a joint replacement, having that strength and power going into surgery drastically improves your prognosis for being able to get back to function after the surgery. Totally. And we have to also look at, you know, and I think a lot of people we know listening are women and we will eventually go into menopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, yep. right? Um, and we have to see that as as we, especially postmenopausal, we are 
you know, reduced in estrogen a lot. And estrogen is so important to help with muscle strength. Yeah. And so after we lose that, we we tend to lose muscle strength. We tend to lose that elasticity within the tissues. Um, we start to see a little bit more hip fractures, joint replacements, and a decrease in that VO2 max. And so if we want to start to work on these things, we have to start now, even if you're already gone through menopause, right? We have to yeah. still start now. And this is something that, again, Dr. Stacey Sims talks about a lot. She has a whole book on menopause and how to continue to be strong, you know, despite going <laughs> and experiencing menopause. And she talks about doing this interval training at least two times a week. And this can look like 10 minutes. This can look like after a workout, but she recommends you're still doing your strength training, but you're adding in this high intensity component at least two times a week because it's going to help to combat those effects from estrogen that we're losing as we start to go through this period. Absolutely. And so uh, another important system of the body, we've definitely mentioned before on podcasts, is the lymphatic system yeah. or the, the garbage sewage system of the body. <laughs> it's, it's what works along with our circulatory system, but it essentially takes toxins out of our body and pumps them through. But when I say pumps them through, it's not an active pumping system. Like our circulatory system has the heart, the lymphatic system does not have an active pump. It's a passive system, which means it's pumped by our movement, mm -hmm. by our muscle contractions, mm -hmm. by our breath. So doing something like high intensity work gets us pumping those muscles a significant amount more than we normally are, which is going to move that lymphatic system. Especially when we focus on HIT, particularly using those larger muscle groups or whole body kind of um, movements and stuff. And that's usually what you're doing when you're when you're looking at HIT training. You're you're looking at those more power dynamic whole body yeah, movements. Not We're a not lot usually of bicep just curls. exactly that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Just, just doing a bicep curl or moving moving your leg, you know. You're doing a whole body movement. And so this is gonna be so beneficial in getting that that whole contraction to happen from your body in order to help to pump those fluids. Yeah. And then one of the final systems to talk about is the neurologic system, brain, nervous system. Again, Doing HIIT workouts has been shown to significantly increase what's called our BDNF or our brain-derived neurofactor, which is... Neurotrophic factor. Neurotrophic factor, which is basically <laughs> just a powerhouse hormone for the brain yes. to increase our, our mental acuity, to increase uh, brain healing and, and cognitive function. Mm-hmm. And then when we also look at just if we're going to be improving how we're getting, you know, our blood flow out into our body, mm -hmm. we're also in including that up into the brain. So if we're getting better muscle or not muscle flow, blood flow and oxygen into our brain, then we're going to help those neurological systems, especially as we age, we're looking at a decline in our brain to be able to work, right? And we're all afraid of going into Alzheimer's and, and different things. And not that we can say, you know, we we didn't find a direct study to correlate HIT training and reducing risk of neurodegenerative disease. Right. However, they can deduce because we're kind of yeah. you know, helping with that increased blood flow, that circulatory system up into the brain. Yeah. Well then we're gonna help oxygen and, and still power the brain in Those that studies way. are really hard to do because you'd need to follow people for 20 yeah. to 30 years and doing the same thing, doing the same exercises, <laughs> yeah. or, yeah. you know, retrospectively look back, did you do HIIT training? Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. did these people? Uh, so again, it's hard to get 
definitive studies to say that, but because we can deduce from the physiologic benefit of increased oxygen yes. delivery, increased lymphatic flow, increased, you know, delivery of the blood around the body with lower blood pressure, better working heart, like it only makes sense to me to say that we're we're likely putting ourselves at less of a risk or, you know, just setting our body up better to mm -hmm. be able to deal with whatever encounters in the future. And again, there, there you have it. We've talked about musculoskeletal system, circulatory system, our metabolic system, lymphatic system, neurologic system, so many benefits that can come from doing HIIT workout. And it doesn't have to be long. The last thing about the neurologic system was that it said was that it's not time dependent. You don't have to be doing HIIT workouts for 30 minutes. Like even if you do 10 minutes of high intensity training, you're going to see that increase in the brain derived neurotrophic factor, mm -hmm. you know, so even short intervals, short amount of times, getting your body to a high level of intense work, you're going to see benefits. And again, you know, and the number one thing I will say when it comes to hit workouts that people are afraid of is getting injured yeah. and they already have knee pain. I can't do jumps. I can't do different things. Well, we want to help to prevent those knee pain, but also improve that knee pain or any yeah. pain that is happening throughout the body and prevent potential joint replacements or help you thrive after a joint replacement. And this doesn't just include just muscular strength training, but also including that power. And that's really what we're doing in Roll Into mm -hmm. Hit especially when you're with me, like, trust me, I got you. I, we have so many modifications and progressions based on whatever level you feel yeah. comfortable with. And there's actually an assessment that you can do to follow, to figure out, okay, who am I following through each of these videos? So I know exactly who I'm looking at and exactly what I'm doing as I'm going through the videos. Yeah. I mean, I sat and watched the filming of the whole thing and it got <laughs> me very excited. The rollouts that Jill does and the myofascial release and, and the work so that you get to good. do in your body <laughs> again and you learn how to use it effectively so yeah. many people will grab a foam roller or a tool at a gym and, and I don't feel like you everyone exactly knows how to best use it to you know directed towards your goals mm -hmm. and what Jill does is she has them specifically tailored to the workout that's going to be done we're hitting the body parts to prep them for the work they're about to do and then you're recovering afterwards down-regulate the system. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're interested in getting in that, uh, the link is down in the show notes. We hope you join and we hope I you know. start training your body in a way to get all the benefits that we just talked through. Yeah. And we're going to help you to understand how you can really use these tools that Jill and I teach you to start to implement it into your own workouts and your own you know, beyond the program, like how can I start to do this on my own and how can I really yeah. build an, a HIIT program or a myofascial release and what am I using it for and what does that mean, you know? So we want to give you the tools. There's so much bonus content that also comes within the course. And, and again, it's something that I could talk about forever because I'm so passionate about it. It's what yeah. I've been doing for so long now. <laughs> I've always done hit workouts and, yeah. and and strength training. I just, I love it. And I hope that you will come join and just get a feel for what this could be like within your body. Thanks for joining us for another PT Pearl from the Optimal Body Podcast. If you want to check out Roland to Hit, go down to the link in the show notes, get into that program. Again, you heard all the benefits. It's to your benefit to truly dive into high intensity work and feel the difference in your body. If you've really been enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a rate and review on your favorite podcasting platform and we'll see you next time.